Smartcast. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. There's a change happening in the way we live, the way we work, the way we spend our money and make our decisions. We are evolving to be more conscious in our actions in a way that serves the world and makes it a better place. Welcome to The Ethical Evolution. The Ethical Evolution podcast is brought to you by the Ethical Change Agency. I'm Bindi, CEO and founder, and I am honoured to bring you the stories of those who create change through paying it forward and giving back. Ethical business owners and holistic healers who are determined to create collective change in the world. Once we have a change in consciousness and through collective change, we can become one. This week's guest is no stranger to the Ethical Evolution podcast. Uh, She's been here before. I'd like to welcome back Leonie Dawson, who is the global best-selling author of her Goal Workbooks for Life and Business. She also does a series of online courses that can help you manifest money uh, and to also write a book and also help you with your anxiety. So if you want to find out more uh, about Leonie, uh, head to leoniedawson.com and check out all the amazing stuff uh, that she has on offer. But um, today I really want you to immerse yourself in this time with Leonie. There's lots of laughs. There's lots of insight as well on how we can actually get through this COVID-19 pandemic without completely losing it. (laughs) So I hope you enjoy this chat at this really important time in our history. Welcome, Leonie, to The Ethical Evolution. Oh, thanks, Bidi. It's good to be back, my love. Yes, you're back by popular demand. Uh, So uh, we've done a few of these now. (laughs) I think, is this our third? Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. Our third, our third podcast date. I'm excited. Yeah. We're, we're a good, we're a good match, us two. We are, and I, I've got a feeling it won't be the last. But anyway, <laughs> we're just going to wait for like the next crisis to hit for us to talk yeah. about something. We'll be all over it. Now, um, you're coming to us uh, from the Sunshine Coast, uh, mm. a couple of hours north of where I am in Queensland. And if people don't know who you are, um, obviously you are a uber successful uh, globally successful uh, best-selling author uh, of your uh, workbooks uh, for uh, life and business. Uh, You've been doing those for 10 years now uh, and uh, those have been super successful and you do so many other things like courses and resources for people and um, you are absolutely amazing. Um, Now, the last time we spoke, um, did you say your business was worth around $10 
Well, yeah, I, I, yeah, I've brought in over, I've brought in over ten million dollars in revenue. Yeah, and you only work like what ten hours a week? Yeah, yeah, and people are like, "Oh, you do that now that you've earned ten million?" Mm. And I'm like, "No, I've always only worked ten hours a week in my business, just because like that out of pure necessity because I had kids and mm. all that stuff." And you know, we were just chatting off air. It's like um, you, your whole life was set up exactly for where we are right now. <laughs> it is. My husband's like, you've been prepping for coronavirus all along because we we homeschooled for three years, and it's only in the last term that um, we finally had two kids in school for the first time in ten years, and. Um, that lasted six weeks until we pulled them out <laughs> because of the coronavirus, they will go back. But so it's like, okay, well, I'll return to homeschooling. And in terms of my business, it's everything's online anyway mm. and I don't leave the house for shit. I don't do any, I don't even have any like events or, yeah. you know, some people do online businesses but it's kind of blended mm. with face-to-face stuff because they love that. I don't. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm. Fully prepped for coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> um, so at the time of recording, we're, we are going through a global pandemic and we're, we've been put into lockdown. We're, I think we're around week five at the moment. So, um, you know, we're finding our new normal. There's a whole heap of change going on in our lives. But for some of us, it's quite easy. Others, not so much. Um, so for you, you'd, you'd done homeschooling with your kids um, previously and, and you were quite excited when the kids actually were both at school and you had some time to yourself and now they're back Totes. home again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, we had, I, mean, I figured we had like a five-week honeymoon, like <laughs> just me and my husband. That was lovely. We really filled up our wells during that time. But then I just didn't think that we would go back to homeschooling again um, just because uh, the needs of our kids had changed. And so I feel kind of kind of lucky because I feel like, oh, I get this like, I don't know, this second wind, this this extra blessing, this bonus encore round of homeschooling <laughs> that I didn't think we'd get. So I really want to, even though I know it's going to be hard work and even though there's going to be, I know there'll be days when, you know, I will have to take to my bed um, <laughs> like a disheveled Mrs. Bennett from... <laughs> Pride and Prejudice, like, um, I know that it's going to be really sweet and filled with even more memories Mm. with my kids. And so if I can make some really sweet connective times with my kids, then that'll, that'll be pretty bonzer, I think. So what, what, what are your tips for parents that are trying to work from home and also school their kids at the same time or support them while they're doing online learning? Yeah. So first and foremost, um, I wanted to say, like, we are in a massive crisis mm. and um, I'm grateful that the school that my kids are at um, are very clear about the fact that this is crisis schooling. So it's not going to be the same as normal, like, day-to-day mechanisms at school and that it's going to be imperfect. And they said, we understand that your kids are going to get distracted by Mm. everything. Uh, We understand that um, they are going to drive you bonkers and so we want to support you in the ways that we can. Um, So one is like if you're, I mean, and that's the hard thing is when your school doesn't have the same kind of level of support and mentality, but to try and bring that in anyway and just realise like this is a really short period of time. Don't worry about your kids falling behind. Um, Give them the chance to be 
to have some freedom, to have some free play, to let them like disappear into their imaginations. Because we know from all of the research that um, kids are deeply, deeply starved for nature time and they're deeply, deeply starved for free play. And that when we deprive them of that, we're depriving them of very, very important and essential things for child development. And this is like backed up by every bloody child psychologist out there and every child education expert. Um, so we, we're kind of heading in the rent, right, wrong direction anyway. Mm. So just let them be kids and let them experience a 1970s childhood mm. for the next few months. Um, it's not going to be forever. It's just a few months. And your kid's not going to fall behind because we have nearly a billion children in the same situation throughout the world right mm. now, I can pretty much guarantee your kids are probably like really super well resourced in terms of they're going to be fed and they're going to be, you know, basically looked after. Mm. Like they're going to thrive with a bit of neglect um, like roses do. <laughs> um, you know, and um, you've got access to the internet. This is like, this is huge. This mm. is amazing. Let them let them be children. Set some limits around screen time because you do want them to have, like, be able to actually experience the beauty of board time and nature time and and free play time. So for us, with our kids, um, our kids know that they can't touch like computers to play on them until after lunch. Yep, um, and then they can, um, that you know, then they can play Minecraft or whatever, but. They were allowed to watch YouTube for a little while, but then we thought, nah, this isn't working for us. So my kids are six and ten. So mm-hmm. of course it's it's it depends on your kids' age. But just setting some some limits to allow them to be able to thrive in this time is important. Yeah, and I know there's a lot of parents, particularly uh, those that have teenagers that uh, uh, you know in year twelve. They're, they're kind of panicking because it's their senior year. They think that they're not going to do well, particularly if they didn't do well the, the previous year. Um, I, and, you know, the advice I've been giving to people is just let them be in the moment. Like let's not freak out about what could potentially happen. Just support them in the space they're in right now. That's all you can yeah, do. Yeah, really. Really. And I like I want to say this as somebody who is um, who was a super high achiever at school. Mm. I was the school captain. Um, I was the school ducks and I graduated in the top 5%. Um, and um, I, like I it didn't fucking matter, guys. Like, no. spoiler alert. <laughs> uh, that level of stress actually wasn't useful. No. And I only went on to do a Bachelor of Arts and guess what? I didn't even finish the Bachelor of Arts. <laughs> like, university has never been a part of my success route. Mm. Um and instead, like, just allow your children to be, like, happy and enthusiastic learners in whatever way is possible. Try and allow them to, like, be interested and find out about the things that they're really passionate about right now because that's going to point you to really important places. Uh, and also, like, I always say to people, like, I wish I'd gone back to 17-year-old Leone who was, like, I was on antidepressants when I was in high school because yeah. I was just so freaked out. I'm like, mm. One, it doesn't make sense, Leonie, because you're only wanting to do a Bachelor of Arts anyway. Like you could fart that out, mate. Like <laughs> calm down. You don't need an OP2. 
it was an OP18 entrance score. Like I just overshot that mark completely. It made no sense. Um, And two, in university, if you you take a year off, you can just enter in as a mature age student and it's like a piece of piss to get in. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) And this is it. I never went to uni, right? I, I I passed normal high school, right? Yeah. As, as a senior, I never went to uni. I did external courses and things like that. I got a diploma, um, but you know, I've I don't have a uni degree. And look at me. It's great. It's great, <laughs> right? Like, there's so many ways to like to have success in this world. And sometimes I think we really fret about the university. Like, I know my parents really fretted when I gave up university at the age of. 20 but I was like well, this is not no this is this is this is not in my life plan like I've got other things to do with my life yeah so um you got the kids at home and you're trying to do work and how do you stop them from being distracted oh so one I think we have to be really easy on ourselves and realize that our kids are going through really essential and important like brain development right now. And so what we know from neuroplasticity is that our brains can adjust to everything. Mm. Um, However, it does take time and your brain will feel overwhelmed and you will feel physically tired, irritable and moody during this time. So, um, you know, you've probably experienced it yourself and I've definitely experienced it is that as this has become our new normal, our brain has worked overtime to form new synapses mm. and make this our new normal. Um, but it means that we've been tired and moody and not really able to take in new information. Um, the same is true for our kids. Our kids are going through the same stuff um, and they're a little bit less in control than us. Mm. So we have to be really gentle and really kind with them and realise that like, if you – really push your kids right now, you're actually at at risk of damaging your relationship and your connection with them. Mm. And what they need most of all right now is a secure attachment to you Mm. and for them to just have a safe place to be so that their brains and their hearts can can adjust to this massive, massive time. Mm. So, Try and place your connection first and foremost because I promise you, you yelling at your kids and pushing them to do worksheet after worksheet, all that's going to come of that is no, like, fuck all learning. Yeah. Um, like, they're not going to they're not gonna learn. Their brains are, like, at breaking point already. And two, it will be a really sad and hard time for them. It's mm. going to be a while for them to recover. And instead, you could allow this to be a time where you place their emotional health and their physical health at the highest priority and your connection with them to be strong and stable. So school has to come far down the list of priorities right now. Yeah. So um, the other thing I think that some parents are struggling with is actually talking about coronavirus with kids. And not yeah, right. scaring the crap out of them. Of course. Yeah. That, so how, how are you finding that? Uh, it's interesting. So I, I'm pretty blithe when it comes to ignoring things. <laughs> um, I'm sort of like, yeah, I'd be fine. Um, and my husband's kind of more Mr. Safety instead. So about two months ago, uh, once there was more and more noise happening, he said, I think we have to sit down with the kids and have a chat to them about coronavirus because otherwise they're going to hear from mm. 
other people first. And we need to kind of be the purveyors of information here. Um, Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. So um, we did that and we said, you're probably going to be hearing about this at school and you're going to be okay. We're going to be okay and this is what we're going to do in order to tend to it. Um, and we've kind of kept up that conversation. We've tried to be mindful about the conversations that we're having in front of them. We've also tried to be mindful about our own media consumption as mm. well because, um, you know, I've stayed up and read articles about what it's like to be in the New York epicenter mm. right now of coronavirus and they're not able to sleep and gone into like, you know, quite a, a, quite a bad anxiety spiral for a few days because of it. Mm. Um so that wasn't helpful. No. Like there's one part of being informed and then another part of being like, well, you're freaking out actually helps nobody and it actually like hinders your family right now. So you need to really calm the fuck down and <laughs> be careful of what you're reading. Um, so we try and one, moderate ourselves and two, then like limit a little bit information to the kids but give them a picture. So yesterday I said to them, hey, guys, I just wanted to give you a corona update. And I'm like, oh, really, mum? And I said, yeah, I'm just letting you know, like, because of we're doing what we're doing, the Australian numbers are looking really good. We're looking at it each day and um, you'll be staying home probably for term two of schooling, which is fine anyway, but you will be able to go back to school at some point and we just need to keep doing this important work. They're like, okay, mum. You know, so we just try and like have that that you know kind of a weekly update with the yeah. kids and reassure them of what we're doing, and um, they know that you know they're, they're not allowed in grocery stores right now. They know that you know only mum's going to go in. Like we'll all drive to the shop together, but only mum's going to go in to grab something. Mm. Um, and they know you know that we're not going to hug strangers right now. Yeah. <laughs> Not that they would anyway, but um, and all like you know, if you have teenagers, you'd have to be really careful about them mm. consuming too much on social media because it is it's, it's heartbreaking and it's awful, and you need to be very mindful of your own mental health right now. That's it, and you know, I can so relate uh, to you there. I uh, found myself watching the early. Um, American news on TV and, you know, they're right in the epicentre and the the hospitals of emergency in New York. And I got to the point where it actually physically made me sick and I had to go throw up. I was... Yeah, yeah. of course, my love. I just was like, whoa. You know, you just look at the magnitude of it and you go, nah, I can't do this. (laughs) So you got to actually limit yourself. You've got to walk away and you've got to get out of those loops because you'll get stuck in it and that's all you'll know. So you actually exactly. need to step away and this is where you've got to put your own filter on things yeah. because we hear so much stuff. There's a lot of misinformation going out as well. You've really got to put your own filter on it and what it means to you. Yeah. Because yeah. otherwise you're just going to be a downright mess. 
It's true. And like for me, I've discovered that listening to the Prime Minister is a big trigger for me. Yeah. Like I just feel irrationally angry. Um, and like I like I I'm I'm not a liberal voter whatsoever. Like clearly. <laughs> fucking clearly. Um but I will say like I like at this point I'm kind of happy with what they're doing. Like I'm mm. like they've kind of got to the point where I'm okay, but I still will want to throw eggs at the TV <laughs> if I see his face talking. Um, so I've learned that I just like need to like read and like a, a a news article about what he said and just give me the the dot points. That's it. And if there's any information that is pertinent to me, that's what I need to know about. But everything else could go fuck itself right now. <laughs> everything else could go fuck itself gladly. Um, and all I really need to know at this point is school. And even then it's like mm. I'll make that decision for my kids when that time's right. Yeah. And the whole, um, there's so many grey areas and they never get straight to the point. Like, no, uh, no. you can go out for this, this and this, but don't go out. Or, and if, the, if you've got two people in the house, you can have two people visit. Um, but if you've got more than that, no more than two. It's like, what? whoa. <laughs> right. It's just, it's mind bending. So yeah, like try and, I think I just try and like wait until like my state government releases the information because that seems a little bit clearer at this point. Yes. Um, it seems like this, the, like the state premiers are like, I don't know, they're kind of the ones we're turning to at this point. We're like, Well, we kind of have to, like even the whole, this week, the whole mix-up with school, like send your kids to school, no, we said no. <laughs> and it's like, come on, guys, get on the same page here. Like this is ridiculous. And there's all it's this backpedalling and so they're not making it easy in a very stressful time. So It, it really is. My school principal uh, sent out an email last Last night saying, hey, just letting you know, we've received word from the state government that, you know, five weeks at least we'll be doing online learning. So we've set up all of the structures. And then like he went on to write this really large email. And then right at the end, it was like, and I've just got a text message from the Australian government saying that school's back on. We're going to follow state government (laughs) advice right now. Oh, isn't it ridiculous? Oh. It's it, it is bonkers, and I really feel for all of the teachers and schools right oh, now yeah. because they're they're having to build on changing sands, and um, it is bonkers. It's, yeah. it's really bonkers. Yeah, try and be as kind as you can to your 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 teachers um, at schools and send them like yeah, send them love and affirmations and say <laughs> you're doing a great job, and I appreciate everything you do in this world, and take a break also. Yeah. <laughs> You know, which leads us to, we, we were talking about mental health as well. And, um, you know, through this this whole period, I'm noticing that, um, you know, right from the beginning, it was almost like we're, we're going through a grieving process. So mm. we were grieving the things that we can't do anymore, the life that we once had, the things that we used to do, the things we used to rely on, um, the people that we love. And then... We find ourselves going through these, you know, patterns that you go through in grief and you reach the other side and you're like, oh, I think I feel a bit better now. But then you find yourself going through new cycles as new things happen. Yeah, of course. And like you said with that neuroplasticity, um, I found for a number of weeks that I just wasn't motivated to do the things I love to do, you know. And then it's only in the last week that I've gone, you know what, I'm I'm back, back on track now. 
But like, I think we've got to be easy on ourselves here because we are like, you know, trying to find this new normal and these new pathways for us. Um, And part of that, there is anxiety, there is fear, there is anger. How are you dealing with that? I was watching (laughs) Gogglebox last night and it made me laugh because they're just, I I just think they're a really great uh, example of like just Australia. Yeah. Just all the kinds of Australians out there and what they're thinking. And um, one of them was kind of sitting there with a glass of wine. She said, you know how I've been, I've been, I've been quarantined for four weeks now and you know how there's all this advice about I could write a book in quarantine, I could I could do all these kinds of things in quarantine. It's been four weeks and I've done fuck all. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> and, and she was just like quite content with it. I thought, good on you, boo, good on you. <laughs> and my husband laughed heartily and said, this is exactly how I feel. Yeah. Um, so whereas me, on the other hand, my coping mechanism is to do a lot. That's how I cope with things. So there's kind of like the uh, the underproducers and the overproducers, and both of both are reactions to crisis. Mm. Uh, so Brene Brown talks about this in her podcast as well. Um, and so the ones that are like completely frozen um, right now and just feel like, oh god, I can't do anything. That's a totally valid way of coping and very, very normal. Mm. And on the other hand, there's the overproducers who are doing a lot right now um, and that's actually exactly the same kind of reaction and it might look like this is more sexy (laughs) but they're like they're still reacting and their brain is still a hive Mm. Um, and we're more at risk of burnout. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So I, I just want you to have permission whatever camp you fall in it's okay mm. like it's it's very very normal and you don't have to be the other and um who you are depends on uh one of course just your own person two it also depends on your family history and the genetics and like what you were raised in childhood to react to crises with mm. because i'm from a farming family of course we're going to jump into control mode through action yeah um so I found like I have to really be careful of how much I'm doing because otherwise I will burn out mm. and go a bit flopsy so it's it's handy when you like realize that both are reactions um and I think it's really important like self-care we think is like oh it's really important but during times like this it is critical mm. Absolutely critical to go gently on you um, and to do whatever you need to do in order to be okay in the world Um, and to have like your little support structures set up um, so that you know that if you are starting to spiral, you tell someone. Mm. So um, I... I have uh, a good mate who's kind of like a mental health check-in, mm-hmm. like kind of accountability, and so we'll we'll tell each other when shit's hitting the fan with our brains and yeah. we do that anyway. Um, and so when I started to spiral after reading those American articles, one, I told my husband, I'm like, I, I actually, wow, I'm going down a rabbit hole. I actually haven't been able to sleep. It's, mm. it's 
not now. Um, I'm not. I'm not doing okay. And he's <laughs> like, okay. So I need you to stop reading news articles and. Um, and he was good. He kind of just kept on checking in with me over the next few days and had very long chats and give me kind of booster chat, booster talks, which was good. Mm. And then I also texted my mate, my mental health mate, and was like, hey, I am just spiraling right now. And she's like, okay, let's have a plan here. Mm-hmm. And so like having a bit of a plan of what you need to do um, when shit hit it is hitting the fan internally uh, can make such a big difference. So things that you can do is – if you need medication, take medication. Even if you don't necessarily need medication right now, it might be something to help you get through this crisis because people often do need that extra support. Mm. Um, as somebody who's been on medication on and off for the ten, last 10 years, I do want to like kind of have a be a voice for antidepressants. Antidepressants mean that you still feel, absolutely feel all your feelings. You don't you don't feel numb at all. Like, mm. is this somebody who looks numb? <laughs> uh, it, you still get to feel all of the happiness. You still get to, and you'll still feel like sad and stuff like that. It just takes like the hitting rock bottom. Yeah. Out of it. Um, and if you have ha- not had that experience with antidepressants, like please know there's a whole range of antidepressants out there and your body will work differently with them. So if you haven't been able to find one in the past, they're bringing out new ones all the time. The side effects are like so minimal. Like I, I, don't, I don't even really have side effects um, on, it, on the medications that I'm on. Um, and you can try out ones that really work nicely for you and your body. Mm. Uh, so medication therapy of course you want to be using telehealth mm. and um there's still so many therapists that are doing it all online which is which is great um having like kind of a physical health plan like making sure you're getting enough sunlight making sure you're spending time outside um seeing if you can get some kind of exercise in is really really important um and then limiting your your news consumption is really really important yeah. And um, you actually created um, a course um, to help people with anxiety, didn't you? Oh, yeah. Because I have had a generalized anxiety disorder for the last 10 years or so. Um, there's so many different like ways that you can, like there's so many tools that can use you, mm. that you can use. So I created Anxiety Balm um, because I have so many friends that come to me like, I've got anxiety you know what I mean? And like, I have to tell them exactly the same things. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was just my way of being able to say something once. Yeah. Well done. Thanks. <laughs> um, so, uh, you know, I think um, for some of us, um, we don't know how long this is going to go on for. Mm. Um, and I think, um, you know, for some of us, we've heard reports that it might be till September or even later. Um, I know when I first heard that, I went, what the hell? <laughs> I was like, I can't do this till September. Um, but you know what? I definitely can. And yeah. I think the big thing um, is that we've got to stay in the now. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey, <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, 
so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Um, trying to think about the future or plan for the future in some cases is a bit futile at the moment. Um, but one thing that I've done, and um, spoiler alert, um, is um, I've actually created a meditation to help people stay in the now. It's going to be out very soon. Awesome. Yeah. Good work. Yeah. That'd be great, hey? Yeah. So that should be out very soon. But um, something that I've learned through this whole experience is you've just got to stay in the now. It's all you've got. And yeah. if we start to freak out about the future, that's just irrational really when we think of it um, because we're worrying about something we, we can't control. Yeah. So um, I think that's one of the, the key things that's getting me through. What kind of tips, aside from what we've just discussed, would you give to people to, to keep, keep at their best through this time? Uh, because I'm a very goals-orientated yes. person, like who would have thought because like my workbooks are goals workbooks where you set your goals for your life and you set your goals for your business and they've been used by like 400,000 people worldwide now, which is super fun. Uh, but originally I created them for myself because I was pregnant for the first time and I knew I was going to have a really hard year. Like some people are like, oh, the day I gave birth to my child was the best day of my life. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? That bitch hurt so bad. Like it was awful. Like the best day of my life is just going to be a gentle, normal day at home on the veranda with my kids and my husband and Spoiler alert, I'm not pushing out a massive watermelon out my <laughs> vagina and splitting it in two. Like it doesn't factor into my best day. <laughs> I've forgotten what I was saying. Just that whole vagina rant really took it out of me. The goal workbooks. Ah, yes. How do I get there from there? Sweet fucking Jesus. Okay. So I created the goals workbook. <laughs> like get me through like the next year and it was only an afterthought to like release it to the world I was like oh I'll see if 10 people like it spoiler alert 400,000 did um anyway so we I've created those year after year and then went into like the quarantine time and I'm like oh holy shit like what do I need to hold on to during this time and for me having a plan and setting some goals you know, like is really really important so I created myself a quarantine planner mm. um, and gave it away for free so if you go to leonidawson.com forward slash planner you can get my it's all kind of beautifully illustrated and rainbows and unicorns and shit like that. And it's got a hundred thing, like a hundred project <laughs> ideas to do in quarantine. And it's got a permission slip for you to do sweet fucking all um, <laughs> during this time. And just, it, it kind of helps you plan for when mental health days are bad for how you're going to look after your health, how you're going to remain connected to, to people that you don't live with and um, those kinds of things. So, um, the, the quarantine plan has been really big for me and just to be able to set some some new goals that are home-centred mm. has been really helpful for me. Yeah, well, I um, just this morning was flicking through my workbook and I've kind of been a bit um, bit slack in, you know, filling bits in. Um, but it made me, it reminded me that I was like, you know, this is a really good time to look at this. Yeah, really. And, uh, you know, that's that's what I wanted to chat to you about was like, you know, in a time like this we can get into a mindset where we're like, well, there's no point in me planning anything because, you know, 
I can't. But you can. This is where you can set goals just for today. Yeah. Just for now. You know, today I'm going to, you know, weed that garden, which I haven't done, or I'm going to wash the dog, whatever it might be. That's your goal for today. Instead of, you know, (laughs) I'm going to make a million dollars or whatever it is, um, just do today. Yeah. Sark, the author, calls them micro-movements. So even if it's something that you can accomplish in 15 minutes or less, like that's something you can do. Like it helps you kind of get out of that that level of stagnation. And for me, like when I – because I do write a daily list and I don't achieve probably 50% of the things on there but I I prefer having lots of options. Yeah. Um, And, you know, seeing – how far the winds take me. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, they include, you know, gardening and doing something with my kids and trying to bake something, trying to tidy up uh, one area of the house. Um, and then when I get to work, I set the same little goals for myself. And I also think, like, this is a great time for planning, for um, going through and doing things that, like you've been meaning to do but felt like you didn't have time it's a great time to like you know actually organize all your files and your tax papers and get all that stuff sorted that you've never wanted to get done but now you've got the time yeah exactly well I'm, I'm like you I've got this massive whiteboard here beside me and uh it basically has all the tasks I need to do at any one time and you know I find once you get some ticks done you know you get some stuff done that gives you more momentum because you're then inspired to do more because it feels good because you've done it exactly Um, and I think that's the beauty of lists and um, it was funny last night I was thinking to myself I know when I've got my mojo back when I start cooking again because I cooked up a massive feast last night for (laughs) to last me the rest of the week I'm like okay I'm back on track now (laughs) yeah it is back bitches (laughs) (laughs) so um yeah I think the quarantine planner is an excellent idea um and you are so amazing at brainstorming like you come up with these lists of things for people to do um whether you know business is quiet or you need a project or you want to make money whatever it is you can do that quite easily how do where do you find the inspiration to do that I'm just I'm just a bossy person (laughs) I need. And uh, I'm creating a, a new course at the moment with one of my best mates because her um, her massage business, of course, she had to close. Mm. And um, my husband came running over to me while I was in a Pilates class, a Zoom Pilates class, of course. And he's <laughs> like, honey, once you're done, can you call Deb and make sure that she's okay? Because I just saw she had to, like, everyone's going to have to close their businesses. Like, you need to make sure she's okay. So I called her and I was like, hey, we should do a course together because you finally have time. Um and uh, we were talking about it later and my husband came comes over and like joins, you know, on the call with Deb and he's like, hey, Deb, it's Chris. Uh, just make sure Leonie doesn't boss you around too much. And if she does <laughs> boss you around too much, comes up with all these ideas, just tell her to back off. <laughs> and, she, and she's like, thanks, thanks, Chris. I needed that permission. And I just thought, that's gold. Like this man is untamable. This is how he survived uh, 20 years of being married to the world's like most 
bossiest and inspired woman. Like, oh, you could do this, honey. And my husband's like, meh, I'm not doing anything you tell me to do. Like he's an untamable rebel. He is a stallion like out in the paddock that will never be tamed. He's a Mustang. Um, so that's how he's coped. I just, I, I have a lot of ideas of what people should do. And like, I would love to be able to boss people um, <laughs> around. Like I've got such great plans for everybody else's lives. <laughs> That's how I come up with my ideas is I just think about how I can be, like, control people. No, I'm just... <laughs> yeah, it's, I don't know. Like, I, my brain's just always got, like, oh, I could do this. I could do that. I could do this. could do that. You could do this. You could do that. You could do this. You could do that. So um, it, it helps for me to tame that energy um, into a planner and try and make it more, um, you know, something that people actually choose for themselves instead of me being so bossy. <laughs> And I'm so glad um, that you have held on to your creativity through this time where some of us have actually let it go. So thank you so much for that. Oh, it's it's um, kind of what I need to do mm. so that I don't lose my shit. You yeah. Know? Um, and as soon as Corona hit, I turned around and like created, you know, homeschooling in a time of coronavirus, which is like a 6,000 word article plus podcast and all of the resources attached to that. Um, and then I did money in the time of corona schooling, uh, cor- like coronavirus to, you know, try and help people work out through their, their money stuff. Uh, it was just like, I just kept on turning, I'm going, okay, how can people help me to, I can, how can I help people today and release that creativity mm. out into the world? And that for me, helps me because the creativity part is a really important part of my mental health and yeah. the overproducing, obviously, clearly. <laughs> yeah, and I know, um, you know, what's really helped me is whenever I've done something creative, it's put me back back on track, you know. So whether it be painting, playing guitar, whatever it is, um, I'm, I'm then, okay, yeah, I'm good now, you know. Yeah. It's almost like yeah. the therapy we all need, you know. It really is. <clears throat> and I think, like, that there is nothing – more healing and nothing sweeter than your own creative energies. Mm. Like it's, it's been my, my one true love, my, my soulmate through this, Mm. through all of life, you know? Yeah. And that's where you and I have got so much in common in that we, we're here to help people. So, um, and we're creating those resources to help people. So. Exactly. uh, Which is why we're here today. (laughs) Leonie, I can't thank you enough for joining me again on The Ethical Evolution. You are an absolute joy as always. Oh, Bendy, I love you big heaps, honey, and I'm giving you like six feet away hugs just <laughs> touching you through the screen. Last time you were hugging yourself. Oh, okay. Well, there we go. Oh, oh, that's nice. And, oh, oh. Did you know that self, like the research on self-compassion done by Dr. Kristen Neff shows that if you do hug yourself and hold yourself tightly, uh, it actually does set off your mammalian caregiving response. So you actually do get um, the endorphin rush. And if you say, oh, oh, um, it's, it, sets off, it sets it off too. So anyway, there's tight yeah. touch and... Even just like rubbing your own arm and just going, oh, oh, it really works. And they, they sh- they've seen that mammals all make that same noise. So if you think ah. of a dog that's trying to comfort another dog, it goes, oh, oh, oh. Like it's actually, it's actually a thing. We're fucking mammals, guys. 
That is amazing. Okay, self hugs galore, people. Yeah. Yeah. It really does it really does work. So you and do it for like ten a ten or a twenty second period and you will actually feel the little the endorphin light up in your brain. Wow. You know what? That's the one thing I've missed in ISO is hugs. Yeah. Well you've got you've got hands, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Oh God, I love you. (laughs) It's a DIY project. I'm on it. <laughs> yeah, and maybe if, do you have a weighted blanket? <clears throat> no, I don't. Oh, babes, get yourself one. Dal, 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 dal. It is like a hug. It's 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 very comforting, and okay. I don't know how I'd get through this time without a, a nice weighted blanket. Uh-huh. I usually get mine from calmingmoments.com.au, um, but you can get them from all kinds of places, and they're just magical. They really are. Yeah. All right. I'm on that too. Yeah, I, it, will, it will stop you from being an alcoholic because honestly, like, <laughs> how did you know? That, <laughs> hey, it's like Dan Murphy's. Like the stocks that are going up right now. You look at the stocks and you're like, ah, oh, that's how people are dealing with it. Like Zoom stocks are going really well. Dan Murphy's stocks are going really well. Vuli, uh, which is a trampoline company, is going really well. Like you know, it's hilarious. Um, and I'm sure weighted blanket stocks will go up as well. Oh man, you're on the trends, you're on the pulse. I'm watching, I'm watching, I don't want to be left behind. (laughs) Oh God, you crack me up. Thank you so much, honey. You're babes. Stay strong, we can do this. (laughs) We We, can. We can can do hard things as Glenn and Dora would say. Thanks for listening to the Ethical Evolution Podcast. If you're an ethical business owner, change maker or holistic healer who's determined to make a change in the world and you need support to spread your message, visit ethicalchangeagency.com to collaborate. Ever thought about starting your own podcast? Do you have a business or a message you want to share with the world? Well, now it's easier than ever with Electricast. Hi, I'm Mark Netter. And I'm Peter Rafelson. We're the founders of Electricast Media. Whether you want to start a new podcast or already have one, join Electricast to grow your audience, monetize your content, and build your community. With our simple sign-up, you get free promotion, world-class analytics, premium ads, and personal support. Go to Electricast.com and join our community today. Electricast. Transform your influence. Electricast. Welcome to Transforming 45, the podcast that celebrates the incredible power of passionate voices. I'm your host, Lisa Boat. Join me in conversation with heart-led humans who share their deeply personal stories of transformation. Transforming 45 is here to uplift, connect, and remind you that it's never too late to write your next chapter. So get ready to be inspired, empowered, and transformed. Join me in this community where through powerful storytelling, we heal and reclaim our inherent magic. Electric acid. Electric acid.